0: This episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle instead of Podbeans. So you can subscribe there, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Every episode goes up there the next day. You also get our live streams and all our coverage of the other South Florida teams, including the Seven and Three Miami Dolphins. Also, check out Five Reasons Sports. Dot com Spell that one out for the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others and the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Go to ericrubenstein.com. That's ericrubenstein.com. actually ran into Eric in Section 118 today. He's the attorney you need if you've got any kind of personal injury situation, slip and fall, car accident, uh, medical malpractice. Reach out to Eric. Huge Miami Heat fan. Uh, was, he's from right down here in South Florida from Lurder Hill. Went to St. Thomas University. Graduated magna cum laude. He knows what he's doing. Doing. He's also got one of the more entertaining Instagram accounts you'll ever find. Ask about me. I got you. That's his IG account. Or again, just go to ericrubenstein.com. Get the money that you deserve. And now, tonight's episode. Down
1: to uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs, where here's the thing: you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars. ran bubble frogs, just like what they say. You in trouble, y'all? Kept the floor playing, got a all banned. Y'all seen the block? Stop the one hand. Impact we trust. This have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
2: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports
0: Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. We're actually recording this episode on Thanksgiving Eve from what should be formerly known as FTX Arena. I've got Alex Toledo, I've got Brady Hawking following the Tropical Blanket, and Brady Hawk 305. We're going to focus tonight a little bit on Caleb Martin, but in the context of the starting lineup, and here's the reason for this. In, in talking to Heat officials this week, I know, again, that Heat fans are frustrated with the season, even after the win against the Washington Wizards with another game against the Wizards coming up. The Heat are 8-11 and 11 on the year. But they are trying to preach patience still, and they're trying to preach patience because the starting lineup that was projected before the season – which was Bam Adebayo, Caleb Martin, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and Kyle Lowry has started only seven games together, played only 88 minutes together, has a positive net rating together, but has not had an opportunity to flesh that out. We've seen guys in and out of the lineup, but now it's getting closer because Tyler Hero is back. Kyle Lowry is playing better coming off a uh, 28-point performance. Bam Adebayo is healthy again, and you're going to get Jimmy Butler back here at some point probably over the next couple of games he's still dealing with some inflammation in the same knee that bothered him in the postseason last year but it's not something that's going to require surgery or keep him out too much longer so you are going to have the opportunity unless someone else gets hurt to play the projected lineup together and then to potentially have Victor Oladipo coming off the bench here in the next week or so I'm hearing that he's relatively close And the one X factor of this whole starting lineup, the one guy that nobody was really comfortable with necessarily was Caleb Martin, because we hadn't seen it playing the starting power forward position. But Caleb is the guy who's been, in a lot of ways, the most consistent guy. You've known what you were getting, and then this kind of culminated with a 24.9 rebound, four assist performance in 40 minutes against the Wizards. He's making his threes. He took, four, he took nine three-point attempts. He said that he could have taken more. He made four of them. He doesn't seem to be the issue in a potential starting lineup, and yet Brady, as we've discussed, I still think he may be better off coming off the bench in this Swiss Army knife kind of small forward role where he's still playing heavy minutes maybe at both forward spots and also to keep Jimmy Butler's minutes down because that's something they want to do. But he also doesn't deserve to be yanked from the starting line.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think there's context here because there's been so much about the power forward position, about what they need at the power forward position or what they lack at the power forward position. Caleb Martin has been very good this year. And I feel like that's got lost in all of this. Like the fact of how good he's been within his role, but just also individually. Like the fact tonight was a perfect example because he started the game at the three, obviously with Nikola who didn't get much run. He just played kind of the Myers role of six minutes each uh, to kick off each half. But uh, he also played, I mean, you could place these guys cause it's positionless as suppose as all the time, but he played a lineup where it was him, Heywood, Highsmith, and Jamal Kane, whoever you want to call the four or the three or the two, like go right ahead. I would probably lean to Caleb being more so the two or the three in that lineup. Uh, And he flourished. I don't think it's a coincidence, the fact that he had 24 and he was hitting his shots from the outside and he's slashing on different possessions. Uh, I asked him after the game about specifically the driving part of this, because that's kind of what opened up the three ball. And something he's talked about many nights like throughout this entire season is that teams put their best player on him, not their best defender, not their worst defender, their best overall player, because they believe that they're just going to take possessions off because it's the one guy on the floor that you can kind of just, he's not going to be as mobile. He's not going to be as much of a threat on the ball. I think, I think the last time I talked about it was, uh, I think it was the preseason when they played Zion and and Zion was just sitting there the entire time. So he went at him. That's what he did with Porzingis tonight. And he pretty much voiced that tonight that that was kind of his game plan. But uh, that's why I think it's positionally because as much as we talk about him being a th- needing to be a three, but it's also helps when there's a four, like poor thing is guarding him. So there's different advantages to everything, but I think in the context of everything to push every, all the conversations for a second aside about power forwards and, and positions, Caleb Martin has been very good this year. And if it is off the bench and he's put back in that role, I think he'll probably really flourish. Uh, Cause he'll be a little bit more free. Cause right now, like tonight he looked like he was playing freely uh, and that's pretty much what the bench unit did last year playing next to Tyler, which I don't think we talk about enough the fact that he has a lot of experience with Tyler, like playing in this starting lineup. Like that's what he did all year last year off the bench. So it's something interesting to monitor, but I think it's definitely clear that he's a
0: wing and he should probably be playing wing in in best case scenario. One of the frustrations that the Heat front office has had with the dialogue about the team this year and the idea that they didn't do anything this offseason is that they had to resign Caleb Martin Without having his bird rights. And that wasn't necessarily the easiest thing. Not that Caleb had a ton of suitors coming off a two way contract, but there was interest in him around the league. And Alex, they have him sign now to, in my view, a favorable contract. Like this is, I think, a contract that's going to age well. We talk about their contracts that have not aged well. The Duncan Robinson contract has not aged well. The Kyle Lowry contract, even with 28 points in this last game, does not appear that it's going to age well. We don't know if the Jimmy Butler contract is going to age well when, when that escalates. The Bam Adebayo contract, I believe, will age well, but there's a segment of Heat fans that already believe that it's not wasn't the right contract. And the Tyler Hero contract, there are Heat fans who believe that that will not age well. There's really no issue with the Caleb Martin contract. To me, it's just, again, it, it, it may be not be position where he plays, but I guess to me, it, it's it's where can he best preserve Jimmy? That That's where I'm coming down to on this because they have to keep Jimmy's minutes down.
1: It is a goal of the organization, and especially now with Jimmy dealing with a knee injury. It's funny you bring up minutes because I was just looking up caleb's minutes compared to last season and he's playing eight and a half more so far this season right and obviously some of that is you know this past stretch where guys have been out and so he's had to step up but we know that he's already been kind of in that role you know before this stretch started he is their main power forward right now and look it's not even to fault him because i do completely agree with you guys i think he's better utilized as kind of a jack of all trades wing off of the bench um, his minutes could still be somewhat similar even if you you know add another four to you know hypothetically start over him i think i think he could still get him around 25 28 minutes a game the way that Spo trusts him uh because he doesn't always have to play the four he could play the three and i know he said tonight that uh to you Ethan that it doesn't make that much of a difference uh for him as far as what he has to do on the floor when he's playing the three versus the four what the difference is though is that he doesn't. There isn't so much pressure on him to rebound and to do as much as he has to do on defense. Like if you just got an extra guy out there with some size, like I think it'll just take some pressure off of Caleb and it'll let him go be the guy he's supposed to be. Just be an active defender, get on the boards, and be a a, a nice jack of all trades wing. But credit to him, despite the amount of minutes that he's playing and how much more they've had to rely on him, like he's been really effective. The starting lineup, uh, in those 88 minutes you brought up, they have a 3.23. Net rating, I will say with Max instead of Tyler in 73 minutes, it's a 32 net rating, so we can save that for another time. But Caleb and Bam together, for example, have been a plus 8.79 net rating. Like everything has shown that when Caleb is on the floor, by the way, 4.37 when he's on the floor, negative 11.52 when he's not. So everything kind of points to him just being very effective in the role that he's been given so far. What happens is that they're so bad when their main front court guys and Bam and Caleb are off the floor. And if and it feels like they kind of dig themselves in these holes, he just needs somebody else in that front court rotation to take some pressure off of the rest of the team because I think Caleb's doing his job. Uh, even though I think we were all a little bit concerned about how much he was going to have to do, uh, as a starting four. Well, Brady just looked up the number there. so the
0: on off uh defensive rating, uh, the 104. When he's on the court so that that would be one of the better defensive ratings in the league if that was a team defensive rating 117 when he's not playing so the, here's what's what's fascinating about this whole heat debate this year in the off season, is some of it has been framed as they let PJ Tucker go right and everything's falling apart because they left let PJ Tucker go and i i recognize PJ's importance to them PJ's not the same player in Philadelphia than he was in Miami. So we can't even look at it because Doc Rivers isn't using him the way their expulsion did. He's using him the way every other coach used uh, PJ Tucker before he came to Miami. But uh, this is why I think that that some of this has been sort of off the mark from Heat fans is that like arguing that like, well, they let PJ go and that was the issue when honestly the guy that's replaced him in the starting lineup in a lot of ways has played better Than PJ did as a starter this year. Like this is uh, we should really title this episode. Caleb Martin is not the problem, right? And I'm not saying that he fans are saying he's the problem, but when you're constantly talking about, well, they didn't sign PJ to that three year deal and they lost him and now the whole thing's falling apart. You're implying that they took a step back in the starting lineup with the guy that they replaced him with, and that it's just simply not the case. Like, this is a move that maybe ultimately should have happened anyway, even if P.J. Tucker was here. I feel like this is something that that Spo possibly would have leaned into, because if you listen to Spoh talk tonight, and again, as we record the episode on, on Wednesday night, he talked about adding more quickness to the starting lineup and and playing differently. You talked about this more cutting and all of that. So this is, it's almost like Caleb has been like the the steady one and everything has fallen apart around it. Yeah,
2: pretty much. I think in theory, Caleb has been what you wanted him to be in the starting lineup. Like you just said with the movement, it's been more the guards in the backcourt than anything. When we talk about that unit where it's just a kind of, swinging back and forth on top of the key caleb's the guy specifically in this game as well coming back to tonight against washington uh that's providing the pressure on and off the ball with the movement that's the difference with pj and that's why we were kind of speculating they'd lean offense i think when you compare it to schematically with pj what are the major differences because there's so much advantages to caleb as an offensive player and, and the things he can do but i think the major difference in in Alex should probably get his opinion on this, but acreage is one of the bigger things because he just doesn't have that specific element that there's a reason they have to go to so much zone and so many and more drop and more of these things because they can't do what they do with PJ. They cannot consistently switch Caleb Martin on to every five like they did with PJ. PJ was that was one of his biggest strengths that he was not going to be taken advantage of on the block. Uh, Caleb, they don't really trust him in that manner as much. They'd rather you him just guard every team's point guard and just absolutely just wreak havoc in that way. So that's the major difference here, and it's kind of changed things. I think that we or we watch them approach the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but like I keep coming back to it, the whole goal here was to lean offense and go in this direction that you were. You'll take that trade off. Uh, so that trade off has been there for Caleb Martin. It's like you just said. It's everybody else around him because he's been that great. Uh, or at least consistent of an offensive player. Like, I feel like the games win on this road trip, like he hasn't really popped like that because it's he's not that type of player. He's not the guy that you're going to put out there next to Kyle Lowry playing 48 minutes and just say that he's going to get all these points. That's not him. He's a perfect role player next to a bunch of your main guys that he can run different stuff and do uh, just different things on the basketball court. So I don't really know what they do from here, to be honest, because they have to like – the I know everybody wants to talk about the Nikola aspect, but it's like the my point on all of this is like if Nikola Jovich is playing 12 minutes right now, if he's playing 15 minutes on a road trip where they have nobody playing, I can't see the fact that when they're healthy, he's going to be consistently getting minutes or consistently in the rotation, whether that's right or wrong. Everybody can have their own opinion on that, but I'm just saying from, from what we're seeing, I don't think we should be expecting that by any means. So the only way we see a major change in my opinion is if there is a trade, if there is an a, a upgrade at some point where Caleb could get put in that position. But till until we get to that point, because I still think, obviously, until the contracts are able to be traded and all that by that point, they just have to survive. And that's why we talked about before the season. They have to survive to a certain point, and they really haven't. Uh, but it's not on Caleb Martin to survive. Now it's looking at the four guys around Caleb Martin to survive, uh, to try to push them in the right direction offensively, I
0: guess. All right, we're going to address uh, what you talked about with Jovich there. And also, I'm going to get into what Eric Spolscher talked about, about a high-class problem. We'll do that after the break. Before we do, though, as we're entering, uh, well, obviously, the Thanksgiving game is probably just – well, they're happening today if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, but also, obviously, a big NFL weekend. Make sure you're betting it over at BetterEdge. Go to BetterEdge.com. That's with an O, BetterEdge.com. And you use the code 5RSN, that's the number 5RSN, you get $20 to play, this is peer to peer betting. So this is is not one of those like things where you're getting, you know, money orders from Costa Rica or something like this. This is based in Minneapolis, right here in the United States. Uh, Again, it's peer-to-peer. It is legal. It is legal, and you can find the lines that you want because you are betting against other people. You're not betting against an app or a bookie or anything like that. So go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. Use that same code for two of our products uh, that we pair up with. One of them is Therapist Preferred for your premium CBD. Use the code 5RSN for 25% off the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies. 20% off at manscaped.com for all of your... Grooming products, whether it's the razors, the cologne, the deodorant, and much more. So manscaped.com, betteredge.com, and also therapistpreferred.com. Use the product code 5RSN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game. I've got a better idea.
2: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, two things here. Let's try to do these. Uh, let try to wrap this one up here. But uh, we did want to get into Caleb and, again, kind of acknowledge the fact that, again, Caleb Martin is not the problem here. But you mentioned Brady and Nikoliovich. So I'll go to Alex on this one. You also, because Brady also mentioned he he's sort of been in the Myers role, like the old Myers Leonard start the game. You're not, but you know you may not get a second stint, although for much different reasons than Myers. It just seems like if Yovich blows one defensive assignment, he's never going to play again. And when we saw that, to the point that Haywood Highsmith played 38 minutes uh, in this last game against Washington, and Yovich played 12, which is infuriating a lot of Heat fans. But Spolster basically explained his reasoning for this, which is, again, he's a plus rebounder. He's really good defensively. Basically, he knows what he's going to get, okay? But I just want to get into the Jovich thing, and then we'll talk about the high-class problem. Is there any way that it's just better for the team, for Yovich to play those 10 to 12 minutes as a starter, five or six in the first half, five or six in the second half, simply that so that you can pair up, Caleb Martin, again, with, say, Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, two guys he's very comfortable with coming off the bench. And you could potentially throw then Oladipo into that mix. And all of a sudden, you've got you got a bench that's been a big disappointment this year that suddenly becomes a
1: strength because you're bringing those four guys off the bench. I like the way you're thinking here because I hadn't even thought that way. And Brady absolutely nailed it as far as, you know, comparing it to Myers because that's very much how Spo has been treating it. And, yeah, it doesn't seem like we're headed towards a place where Jovic is going to get, you know, continue to get playing time once everybody's back. But I do like the way you're thinking because it just is a creative solution towards some of these kind of rotation and bench issues. Where And, you know, like like you said, Spo has done this before and has been very comfortable with it before. He just seemed like, you know, if you are going to play him, now that I'm thinking about this, it kind of makes sense. If you are going to play him, play him with the best players. Just see what you got there. You know, you throw him in there for a short spurt, and it kind of, you know, mitigates some of the 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 flaws that he might have out there. If you're just throwing him on the floor with, you know, defensive superstars, Jimmy and Bam, you know, with Kyle making things easier offensively. Like, I, th- I think, honestly, it could be a good solution. I hadn't even thought about it. And I think it's a really good idea by you. I'm kind of into it. It throws, like you said, Caleb back, at, uh, you know, into that jack-of-all-trades energy bench wing that we're talking about here. And even though he's been so good with the starters, that's kind of maybe the... You know, the the one thing to go against this idea is Caleb has been so good as a starter, like I was talking about before, that maybe Spo just doesn't go away from it. But I do like the way you're thinking. I just think Jovic has probably got to play a little bit more. I don't know that Highsmith is worth 26 more minutes than Jovic tonight. You know, I do understand that he's more solid and it's better to kind of run his own the whole game. You probably rely on Highsmith more there just for his lateral defensive agility. But Jovic getting 12, 15 spot minutes with starters is kind of an interesting solution. Shout out the sponsor. Our sponsor, uh, yeah, exactly.
0: ODM Performance Solutions, uh, sponsors the post game show. Uh, the one other reason I bring that up is because when I asked Spolstra tonight, again, as we're speaking here Wednesday night from the arena, and I asked him about you know how much thought he'd given to what the starting lineup was going to look like once it finally got put back together, he, he basically said he called it a high class problem where he said that you know, they had been putting in three months of work on that. So there's a couple ways to look at that. Okay. One way is that Eric Spolster is just being straight there and essentially saying, we looked at this for three months. We kind of know what it's going to look like. So, you know, yes, if there's tweaks or whatever that have to come they come in terms of those guys fitting together but that's what we're sticking with we had the whole off season to decide what our starting lineup was going to be we decided that Tyler Hero and Caleb Martin were are going to be inserted with Lowry uh, out and Butler and that's where we're going there's another thing that's kind of sticking with me a little bit is that maybe he answered the question to me the way he did because it's not going to be the starting lineup just having covered Eric now, since he's been the head coach of 2008, he has a certain way of answering questions when he's actually thinking something else, but he doesn't want to tell you right there. Eh, I I had that thought a little bit when he said that today, because that's typically he gives me a little bit more of a direct answer than he did tonight on that.
2: Also, I had a third interpretation of it. Like my interpretation of it was like, we heard the comments him the other night where he was just like basically begging guys to come back because of how injury uh, driven they are. My take on it was just that they've, it is a high class problem because if they can deal with it, once they get all their guys back, they'll deal with it. The fact that he's plugging in Orlando Robinson and Haywood Highsmith and Jamal Kane, like, I think my take on it was like, just please get me Jimmy Butler, Tyler here, Kyle Lowry, be able to bio on the floor and I'll figure that out. Like if I am sitting here working with these guys, I can figure that. So that was kind of my third interpretation, which would make sense to be honest.
0: Uh, yeah, it could be that. It could be that in, in conversations, like I said, with others, um, you know, not to disparage any of the guys that have been playing, but there are guys playing completely out of their roles right now. Uh, do you want to give credit to some of them in the Washington game again? Hi, Smith. He made some plays. He had eight rebounds. Um, He was a plus 16 in the game, which was the second best of of all players. And Jamal Kane had four offensive rebounds in his minutes and seemed to play within himself uh, and gave them some athleticism. So there have been opportunities for these guys, but obviously I think we recognize if this team is going anywhere, it's going to be because of their core. And again, their core four playing together. But Caleb Martin has, has, and that's why we wanted to address him tonight. He's acquitted himself well. And so this whole thing about the P.J. Tucker, Caleb Martin thing, let's just stop that. There are a lot of issues with this team this year, um, things that have not worked out the way they should. Disconnection, injuries, a little bit of entitlement um, and, and other things that have happened. I, I don't think the issue is that P.J. Tucker went to Philadelphia. I just I, I don't see it that way as much as I was a P.J. guy and wanted the heat to acquire him before they did. I don't see it that way uh, at all. All right, for Brady, for Alex, for our sponsors, uh, Better Edge. uh, Also mention prize picks. Use the code 5-F-I-V-E. Get your Dolphins props in for the weekend. Play Hill and Waddle. I tell you that every single week. Therapist preferred, Manscaped. Use the code 5-R-S-N. And our friend Eric Rubenstein. uh, Go to ericrubenstein.com. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the 5 Regional Sports Network.